Hey Mamas, I am interviewing Erin and she is a uh, psychotherapist uh, out here in Colorado. Is that right? Psychotherapist? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... In Colorado, it's a licensed professional counselor. Okay. <laughs> And uh, she has a beautiful story to share, and I'm so excited um, to hear her story and to be able to share that with y'all today. So, Erin, you you were riding as a kid, right? You rode hunter jumpers, is that right? Yeah, I was around horses probably from about seven years old all the way through high school, and I was yeah doing hunter jumpers in um, in Los Angeles. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Competing, yeah. I, I, that's my world. So I, <laughs> I, I definitely love that world of hunter jumper and shows. It's something um, I thoroughly enjoy. Oh yeah, I, I always say if it wasn't for horses and that world for middle school and high school, I, I, I just wouldn't have even gotten through very well. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hear it. So now, um, and then the horses kind of faded out of your life uh, through college and stuff, which happens. And uh, yeah. can you share how they came back into your life? Well, um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't around horses at all through my 20s. Um, I got married when I was 35, moved to Colorado uh, when I was 30. And then, um, we horses came into my life in a really kind of tragically beautiful way um even though i always loved them um i had a stillborn daughter in 2008 and that whole experience as you can imagine just rocked my world um rocked our world and what happened was that we were going down the path. I was a little bit of an older mom. I was 38 when I got pregnant. Um, and we started out in the hospital and everything was fine, but I live in Boulder, <laughs> Colorado. All my friends were having home births and um, really got kind of convinced into that world that it was like, a good path, yeah. you know, and a w- good way to bring your baby into the world. Well, anyways, um, everything was great. I went to 42 weeks, really healthy pregnancy, um, so relaxed and just really um, excited mm-hmm. for my first child. And it was during labor and I was at home mm-hmm. that um, I think I was, yeah, I was in the tub, um, probably good portion through labor at the time and just something wasn't right Mm. um yeah I don't know how much detail you want me to go into but um we her heart stopped um yeah in the tub and the assistant midwife just wasn't very mm, she was fairly neglectful Mm. And so, yeah, that process, you know, obviously it led me to the hospital. It's really scary, um, very traumatizing. And I subsequently, over the next few days, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I wasn't breathing. Um, 
was just really hard having to deliver her, um, knowing that she was already had left this world and yeah. um, found out that they didn't know if I was having a heart attack or a stroke or mm -hmm. what it was because I wasn't breathing. So I ended up having a lot of medical issues after that as well. Mm -hmm. And it was actually pulmonary edema from all the medications um, mm. to induce further labor. But um, my husband and I, after that, were just so devastated and we didn't know how to face our community. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to. And so we went on a, his idea was to go on a road trip. <laughs> so we went on a, a road trip, I could barely move. Oh. Um, we went all the way to Canada. Oh, wow. Um, as far as we could go. And we were able to stay at this beautiful ranch. Uh, my father's friend lives, has a ranch in Montana. And we stayed there and he has cutting horses, okay. um, quarter horses. And I would just spend my days going out and standing by them. Mm. And I would almost communicate with them, it felt like. Like, I would just talk to them and cry. And it was actually the first time in, in weeks that I had actually felt okay being yeah. by them. So I knew at that time on that trip that when I came back, I had to become more involved with horses again in a different way, not a competitive way, yeah. but in a, re a relational healing way. That is absolutely beautiful that they ended up reawakening you yeah and be yeah. i think that's one of the magical things that horses are I don't, magic i don't know if that's the right term obviously not but there is this beautiful mysterious unexplained connection that we can have with these animals that can truly help us help us heal yeah tear down walls like there there's this there's this thing I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it is and it's one of the one of the beautiful pieces of horses for sure yeah and I never knew that as a kid I mean I knew there was something always special about them but I didn't really have that kind of a connection with them it was more about um competition and getting the horse to do the right thing and mm. control and mm -hmm. um and this just felt really different. And yeah. I was like, what, you know, I want to explore that world with them more on an equal playing field, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you have, you have a horse now? I do, I have, her name's Sedona. She's 12 now, but I got her when she was seven months. Oh, just and, a baby. Uh, yeah, she's a Premrin rescue ma mare. Okay. So she was part of a um, rescue program of baby horses who were rescued from like the um, keel pen from from um, Premarin mares. Yeah, can you explain yeah. uh, what Premarin mares or PMU mares is another um, term I've heard for people who don't know what that is? Yeah, for for what I know, um, Premarin is and it was more popular i think it's illegal now in the united states but it still exists in canada mexico but um it's a 
hormonal drug for women going through menopause and the only way to retrieve it is through a pregnant mare's urine and so these facilities would continue to impregnate these mares over and over and over again to get their urine yet they had no use for the foals that were born from the uh, mares so the foals were being sent to um, to to their death basically to slaughter farms and right. um the place where i was working medicine horse which is a therapeutic mental health and equine center outside of boulder would adopt about eight of them a year during this program when it was going and match them up with at-risk girls oh wow and so the girls would raise them for i think it was eight weeks they would train them learn how to do all of these things together and there was just this bond that was created between the the babies with no mothers and having a really hard separation mm-hmm. um and not being weaned and then the girls who were really struggling too and, were, mm. and then they would adopt the babies out so i um was working there at the time and i adopted sedona that sounds like an amazing program that's really yeah I don't yeah. know if that particular one is still going on, but Medicine Horse is very much um, a thriving equine okay. therapy center. Yeah, that's awesome. No, and now, so you through through your grief and loss, and then finding yourself again and and um, moving forward. Now you do you have children now, correct? I do. I had a son uh, at forty and. After that, I had lost an ovary mm. and was told I couldn't have kids anymore. But then, surprise, I had another son of 42. <laughs> it wasn't quite so, that. It was still in the cards for you. <laughs> yeah, it was just, just a miracle, miracle baby. That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. And yeah. so now you're, you're counseling um, primarily mothers and grieving mothers and uh, parents, correct? Yes, and I also work with adolescents. Okay. So um, I work with girls and boys. Um, so I, I work with that whole area, and as well parents and mothers. Mm-hmm. And and I I found Erin on Facebook. Um, she was advertising her program that she has coming up, and you're working with horses and moms. Um, can yes. you go into that a little bit and share your vision for that? Sure. Um, Well, just a little background. Um, I've been a yoga teacher and a meditation, mindfulness meditation practitioner and teacher for years, almost 20 years. And so um, I have created a program or a group. Um, One of them is a six week mindfulness and horses mama's group. And so we'll meet for six weeks um, on Saturdays. And that program is a combination of uh, mindfulness skills to help reduce stress and to help regulate our nervous system, um, nature awareness, nature connection, because the ranch that we're at is beautiful and, and it has a view of the Rocky Mountains and it's just lovely to be there and to connect with our surroundings. Um, and then there's the equine piece which is all about relationship, connection, slowing down, um, 
And there's a lot that I have found in working with horses that reminds me of my parenting style, good, bad, and ugly. And so there's a lot of insight that non-judgmental, of course, compassionate insight that can come out of uh, working with horses in a mindful way and, and just being with them and um, hearing, you know, what they have to offer mm-hmm. um, the healing path as well and the parenting pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah. The other one is is a retreat day after quarterly either biannually or quarterly mindfulness and horses retreat days which is just a one day like unplug be in nature, be with the horses, be in in a small group. Um sometimes I incorporate I love uh the creative arts, so I incorporate um art and color and movement into those groups as well so um yeah i'm doing it for myself and for other people as well (laughs) i love that i love that um yeah what are some (laughs) of the things that you found in adding horses into these sessions um that you wouldn't have found without them like a therapy session yeah Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's another relationship, right? That deserves um, a growing trust building process. And so that in itself, for adolescents and for adults, is a journey. Mm. And, you know, sometimes. I just do a lot of the session without many words at all because the horses can't speak, Mm. Um, but just paying attention to their language and the the way that they respond to our nervous system can tell us a lot about like just how we are doing in that moment and how we can just start to calm ourselves in different ways so that we can be more relational. Um, in the psychology world, in the it's called interpersonal neurobiology, like the ability to change our brain, change our mind, change our nervous system in relationship to another being. Mm. Um, yeah, and um, I find that once we can really um, come into authentic connection with a horse, there's just you know this beautiful relationship that can emerge. Um, And I have a lot of clients that just love to come and just groom the horses, Mm. right? Just to groom and to touch and to be present Mm. um, with all the other things that are going on in their lives, all the plans, all the lists, all the parenting issues, and just coming to be in that moment with the horse and having the horse follow you around and um, it can be very grounding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And help so, relieve a lot of stress. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a part of um, a Facebook group of, of equestrian moms and mm-hmm. uh, there's some of my favorite people actually. Um, awesome. And um, that's something that comes up often is that so many of these moms are like, all I had time to do today was just go brush my horse. That's all I yeah. had time you know, like, to escape. And I just, 
I feel like I'm neglecting my horse and I feel like he's not getting, you know, ridden as much and worked and whatever, da da da. We're not. But there's a beauty to just going out and grooming your horse, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, the minute I personally, the minute I step onto the ranch property, I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) I could be having the worst day or just like someone cut me off on the road or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I just get there Mm -hmm. and I can take a deep breath and Mm -hmm. I look around and I'm like, okay, I've got half an hour. And that's, that's the reality, right? That's the reality with young kids or children at all is that um, sometimes the horse world isn't a priority mm-hmm. um, and it can't be unless we bring our kids with us to the barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is a resource. Um, it is a resource for me as a mom yeah. to go there and to be with my horse. It's like, okay, I'm going to fill my bucket yeah and then I can go back to my family and feel so much better I I there is this for me it's the same getting out and yeah even if it's I don't know five minutes of giving cookies and you know rubbing her head and, yeah you know, doing yeah and just just breathing the fresh air and checking her make sure she's okay and then but I that somehow fills me up so that I can go and I can look at my three-year-old and say for the thousandth time, no, you can't jump off the dresser onto whatever. <laughs> yes. Right. You just have that much more like um, tolerance. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, do something for yourself and the horse is always there for, yeah. for us. You know, it's just an amazing being in that way. And yesterday i just went out and well i saw a client but i filled grain bags and picked her hooves and that's all i had time for and it was you know okay you know i feel good about just being able to touch you yeah now um how do you balance like have you found any tips or tricks or is it just a mental sometimes i think it's a mental game but like how do you balance your professional life your horse Mm -hmm. life and your family life and because your your yeah. kids are seven, they're eight and eleven. Eight and eleven. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's. I think it is a constant shifting fluid evaluation, mm-hmm. and everybody has a different situation in life. Um, I was a school counselor for many years and then when COVID came I chose to go back into private practice Um, and so that has helped me balance my schedule because I can choose more of what my schedule is granted I do see a lot of kids so I have to choose a few afternoons where I don't pick my kids up And I have a wonderful husband who has also a private practice or his own business. So he he picks them up. Not everybody has that um, situation. Mm -hmm. So that really helps in communicating with him, like when I have to work at the barn and when um, he's on and when I'm on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that has helped this year. Um, And... Being in private practice is like 
you know, it's it's great because I do get to choose my own schedule, but it's also like I get to choose my own schedule. So I have to <laughs> really um, just prioritize a little bit better and have a little bit better. I'm not the most organized executive functioning person in the world. And so that is a part of me that that is growing and it's a learning curve mm-hmm. of, you know, I would like to see more people during the day um, so I can be there for my kids after school. And that's, I'm only two years into this equine private practice. So that's evolving. Yeah. I have to be okay with that. And um, luckily the barn's five minutes away. So that's really helpful. Um, but I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves as moms to get the list done, right? To that that whole notion that research has proven that the good enough mom is the one that raises the healthiest kids, mm. not the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. And so I've been just thinking about that a lot. Mm. And really accepting the parts of my life that aren't as much in balance and um, and still keeping the door open to like, hmm, what needs to shift here? Like right now I'm doing a 30-day journaling mind reset Mm. program, which I haven't wanted to journal for like three years. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, So it's a struggle. I'm a little resistant. (laughs) But it's like, I know this is going to help expand my vision and my you know beliefs that that I'm not limited like I know that things can shift and change and I can have the schedule that I want um, and also be there for these kids and when I'm with the kids I'm with the kids Mm. I think that's important too to to really be as present as you can yeah in that moment because I think that makes for me anyways I found and I'm I'm a super new mom but especially with Gerald, if I'm fully engaged in him for those 30 minutes, he gets more out of it and we have a better time. And then he might have a little bit of space from me versus if I'm like kind of distracted for those 30 minutes, then he wants that 30 minutes to stretch to an hour because he didn't feel like he got that connection. Yeah. You said that just right. Like that is so, so important and and easy to forget. Um, and it's really important. Even like just 20 minutes of playtime um, fills them up to be able to have more autonomy to go off and do something. And yeah. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes that 20 minutes of play is hard. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Okay, but I got to get dinner and I'm doing totally. this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Right. Or the request is made, right? Or they request like, mom, can you? a story I'm like well I'm exhausted and you know it's like oh which part of me is going to show up right now (laughs) exactly exactly Um, in my therapeutic practice I work a lot with the parts of ourselves um, the different aspects of ourselves um, because it's really important to I feel um, have awareness of like 
the conversation we have between different parts, like the mother part of me and the entrepreneur part of me. And, you know, if they're in conflict, there's going to be an internal um, struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I really love working with women who who want to explore that, who want um, a greater awareness of their internal system um, so that they can, you know, be more engaged in their family system. Mm-hmm. And I love working, it sounds strange, but with grief and loss and trauma mm-hmm. as well, because, well, one, I've been, been through it and I'm going through it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the horses, there is a need to be supported and held during that time, especially after a child loss, miscarriage, stillborn. It's, it's often a very silent, um, mourning, um, and it can feel really lonely. And so, yeah, I... I feel like the horses can provide just that companionship as well as just any navigating through, you know, how hard grief can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you have, um, you do have a session coming up. Is it in April or May? The six week uh, mindfulness and Horses Mamas group is starts April 2nd. Okay. Um, and if for some reason that doesn't happen on April 2nd, if there aren't enough to create a full group, I will shift the dates and put out new dates. So I'll let you know. Okay. Um, and then the Mindfulness and Horses group is May 13th or May 14th. Okay. And that is almost full. Um, okay. People can get in touch with me if they're interested. Absolutely. Um, would love to share more about that program and that retreat day. When you do your your single day, and that's the May 14th, is the single day? Yes. Okay. When you yes. do this, do you travel around the state or are you always in the front range area? Or, or, um... mm. Right now, I will always out of Wild Song Ranch until the opportunity provides that I can go to somebody else's barn or ranch or, you know, be, help someone else out in their retreat day and just be there. Yeah. Okay. As a, mm -hmm. excellent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to steal you at some point and you're (laughs) going to come out to our new home. Yes, I can't wait to. I told my husband about where you were moving, and I was like, you know, living vicariously through your forty-acre property. Right. Yeah, so I'll I'll steal you at some point to do a retreat out of our. Oh, so lovely! It was so great to connect with you. It's funny how, you know, social media does bring people together in in funny ways and wonderful ways. It really yeah. does. It's a great thing that you're doing this podcast. I, oh, thank I you. Have, yeah, bringing women together through their passion and and their parenting. Yeah, I think that was something I had realized, um, like I said, told you earlier, is that we all go through this journey and sometimes it can be very lonely, uh, but yet we're all going through it together. We're just... <laughs> in our own little pods and it's important to 
to share these stories, I think, um, where other other people going through grief or loss or toddlerhood or teenage years and where we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're not alone at any age, right? At any of the developmental stages. <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, I really, I really resonate with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, if people are interested, I don't have the flyers up on my website, but feel free to um, link an email or some, you know. Absolutely. I'm happy to send a flyer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll make sure that the uh, links are on the Hey Mama's Instagram. Um, for anybody who's interested in contacting Erin and getting uh, to be a part of her um, either mom's group or equine therapy sessions or anything else that she's offering. Um, Because I think what you're doing, Erin, is absolutely beautiful. And I think your heart is in in such as this giving, beautiful space and I really think that it'll be beneficial for so many people. So I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your story with us um, through the grief and mm-hmm. um, and the blessings and the miracles that have all come um, mm. through this journey for you. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you everyone so much for joining us on this episode of Hey Mamas. I hope you enjoyed Aaron's story as much as I did. And again, please reach out to us um, if you want to participate either in the podcast or have any questions for Aaron or myself. Have a wonderful day, mamas, and we'll see you next time. Bye, mamas. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.